Just a young gun with a quick fuse. I was uptight, wanna let loose. I was dreaming of bigger things and wanna leave my old life behind. Not a yes sir, not a follow up. Fit the box, fit the mold, have a seat in the foyer. Take a number. I was lightning before the thunder. Thunder, thunder, thunder. Greetings, ladies and gentle nerds, and welcome to the Speculating Nerd Podcast. I am your host, Neo, and this is an attempt at a show. How you doing? Uh, Last, uh, well, May 11th was the last show, episode 60. We're on May 17th. Ooh, one more day, and we got the Raid Shadow Legends Call of the Arbiter miniseries on YouTube. Um, We're on episode 61. Hello, Wasabi. Uh, I am now a year older than I was a couple of days ago. Um, Yay, I guess. Uh... Uh, I did originally plan today's show to be strictly Twitter topics, but, um, but, uh, I saw there was a lot of news that, uh, is out there. So I guess uh, we're going to go with the news and then we'll go into Twitter topics. I apologize because I did say it will be Twitter topics only, but this is going to be a uh, there's a lot there's a lot to cover. There, there is a lot to cover. So without further ado, hello there. Uh, Hellboy reboot, The Crooked Man, has wrapped filming as confirmed by Mike Magnolia. Uh, this is the, not the David Harbour, well, we've had the David Harbour one, but he's not coming back for this one. There's a new actor, I forgot who they got, but, um, that, uh, it was surprisingly fast, because they, I remember they casted him... Uh, what was it? Just late last year? It had to be, like, real late in 2021. 2022, I mean. And to for them to already be finished filming? That's pretty fast. So, good on them, I guess, you know. It's just, like, okay. Moving on. Seth MacFarlane quits Family Guy and American Dad until the new writer's contract is uh, struck. Um, as we, as you all know, the Writers Guild Association is currently on strike for a new uh, a new contract with uh, studios and streaming services, or just studios in general. Uh, because, as far as I know. Or what my knowledge goes. Uh, before. Um, 
before the dark times. They were getting paid uh, very well for, uh, let's say, they were a writer on Friends. This was like as this is as far as my knowledge goes about the writer strike. Before, let's say you were writing, uh, you wrote an episode of Friends, and then it gets picked up for a syndication, and now thirty fucking channels are playing Friends. That episode, you either got, before the last writer's strike, you got paid for that one episode and then that was it. But then there was another writer, there was a writer strike and the new contract was that every time it's played, they get residuals. Uh, what's going on now, the new contract has to do with streaming rights. Um, writers are getting paid one shot for their streaming, like if... Uh, let's say uh, Stranger Things. Uh, they don't go into syndication. They're strictly on Netflix. So the writers of uh, Stranger Things are only getting paid for that one set of streaming. Uh, streaming uh, air date. You know, because they, again, they Netflix drops everything in one shot. But you're only getting that one paycheck. They're not getting paid for the numerous times it's getting streamed you know and plus they don't know the number of how much their show or their movie is getting streamed for them to properly know how much they should be getting paid for that you know for each streaming and of course streamers uh netflix hulu disney plus uh, HBO Max or now Max. Uh, what's the other one? To, uh, not to be uh, or something else. Uh, they don't like to uh, release or discuss uh, uh, how much something is streamed. You know, they'll just do like a top ten or this. Uh, they'll say this is the most streaming you know, show right now, but, um, they never specify an exact number or per se. So writers are now, they're strike, they're on strike because they're not seeing, they want some residuals and they want some clarity into how much they're supposed to be getting paid for those services. So I wish them all the best of luck. And Seth MacFarlane, who's also a writer on Family Guy and American Dad, if I'm not mistaken, him, you know, backing off away from his own shows shows uh, some solidarity there. Um, season two of Loki starts October 6th, 2023 on Disney+. Plus. Also, all episodes of Echo drop on November 29th. All episodes dropping on the, uh, of Echo is kind of weird. And interesting because uh, usually, like uh, like Loki, it uh, it starts streaming uh, once a week. It's a weekly show. If they're dropping all the episodes of Echo, is it? Does that mean they're trying something new? With and they're using Echo as like the test format of just dropping everything in one shot and see how it goes, or is it that they only have a, 
a certain amount of episodes that they don't see a reason to stretch it out over a course of weeks or months. Uh, we don't know yet. But also coming to Disney Plus, all four Indiana Jones movies are coming uh, May 31st. Avatar 2 starts streaming on June 7th. Uh, so that's some stuff to look forward to. Uh, I think Indiana Jones 17 comes out in June or July. No. No, it's a lot later, I think. I should do some research, but... Do it. I don't want to. Um... <laughs> uh, WWE superstar Seth Rollins. Oh, wait, I forgot. Sorry. Uh, WWE superstar Seth Rollins is joining the MCU playing a character from uh, as rumored to be playing a character from uh, the, uh, the Serpent Society in Captain America 4 uh, New World Order. I see this as like a cold open type uh, appearance. I think he's going to be fighting the Serpent Society at the start of the movie and then we'll uh, uh, how, what, what's the fucking word? Uh will roll into what the fuck is going on in the main story. But either way, that's pretty cool. I am a fan of Seth Rollins. Uh, it'll be interesting at what character and uh, how he, what character he plays and how he plays the character. Um, that's interesting. That's going to be interesting. Uh, Nicholas Holt is among a group of frontrunners for Superman Legacy as uh, Superman and uh, another rumor has Nicholas Holt possibly a front runner for Lex Luthor in Superman Legacy. I don't know how old Nicholas Holt really is, but if we're dealing with a younger Superman, that means we might get much, yo uh, not much younger, but hopefully not uh, what's his face. Young, uh, what's it? What's his name? Mark Zuckerberg, Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> uh, hopefully, we don't get another Jesse Eisenberg situation as a, a young type Lex Luthor. But Nicholas Holt's not no spring chicken, though. He's got to be 38, 40. Near mid to late 30s. So I'm pretty sure he could pull off either character. I don't know much about the other guys that's on the list. That's why Nicholas Holt was the one I uh, put in the thing. But yeah, that's it's, uh, it's interesting. I ain't got really much to, uh, you know, much to add. Yeah, yeah me neither. Spoiler alert for uh, the latest Amazing Spider-Man Marvel comic that's uh, either on shelves or coming soon. Spoiler alert again. Uh, if you don't want to hear what happens or if you haven't been uh, on Twitter all fucking day <laughs> or you've been on the rock and shit. 
Uh, Kamala Khan, a.k.a. Miss Marvel, dies in the latest Spy- Amazing Spider-Man story written by uh, Zeb Wells, I believe. And somebody else said John Romita Jr. is doing the art. Uh, a lot of people are pissed off about this. But let's face it, it's a comic book. She'll be back. They'll, they'll kill her in some way that, you know, they'll end up bringing her back. As far as I know. I don't know how she dies, but... If there's a way they could bring her back, they will. Oh, excuse me. All right, so moving on. All right, this is Arnold Schwarzenegger um, news. You're a fucking choir boy compared to me. A choir boy. So. <laughs> The Iceman cometh. <laughs> I gotta get into. Hold on, I gotta get into character. Arnold Schwarzenegger says he's done with the Terminator franchise, but movies are not done. You know they're going to continue without me. You know, cause I I I won't be back. I'm done. I'm tired. I'm old. I can't keep doing it. And as for the last movie, a lot of people didn't like it, so I think I'm done. But they have a lot of stories to tell, and they're going to do it without me. Yes. So you have to, you know, be happy. You know. You're a fucking choir boy compared to me. A choir boy. Uh, (laughs) You're nothing but the fucking choir boy. Uh. (laughs) Uh, moving on to the next thing it is finally here Twitter topics Posted on Twitter, let's do a Twitter topics only type of podcast tonight. Obviously, I did not do that, so I apologize. Uh, hit me up with your best topics and or questions. We'll start with uh, two cheesecakes. Two cheesecakes has a couple of topics. Uh, first one, best franchise not owned by Disney. Disney owned Star Wars... Uh, what else? Marvel. Uh, well, Lucasfilm is is the uh, in general. Well, they don't own that many franchises, so I'm going to have to say best franchise not owned by Disney. Now, are we, like, my favorite, despite all the maybe missteps from 
like between films or uh my gut is saying Lord of the Rings but my mind is saying Star Trek but Star Trek has been in such a downward spir spiral with some of the most recent shit so I can't say it's probably the best uh not owned by Disney franchise and uh, when it comes to Lord of the Rings, you got you have the Hobbit trilogy, but and then you have the Batman franchise, which is owned by Warner Brothers and Matt, uh, Discovery. Uh, but that's you got your Batman's, your Batman Returns, but then you also got your Batman Forever and Batman Robin. You got your Dark Knight. I mean, your Batman Begins, your Dark Knight, but then you also have. Dark Knight Rises. Um, Hellboy is here. It's a hit and miss. Uh, I'm going to say Lord of the Rings. I'm going to say the Lord of the Rings. You shall not pass any further from there. Um, cast yourself as a superhero. This is still two cheesecakes. Cast yourself as a superhero and or villain not done yet. Cast myself as a superhero or supervillain that has not been done yet. Huh. Okay. No, I can't do that. Uh, I was going to say Metroid, but that's a... No. I can't do that. <laughs> that has not been done yet. Family. Um, <laughs> uh, that has not been done yet. Okay. Okay. The, wait. Cast yourself as a superhero and or villain not done yet. Technically, they haven't done it yet. So, and it only exists in one medium. Okay, wait, let me, let me. I'm looking at my comic books right now. See if I get any inspiration. Uh, just like... Wow! That's a good question. Uh, you know, two cheesecakes. Oh, good for you! You have me stumped. You have me stumped. This question is... Uh, it's over 9,000! Okay. Hasn't been done yet. I cast myself as something I, I'm looking at it at the comic right now. 
A Talon. Wait, I can't. They did the cartoon. Fuck you, New 52. Fucking fuck faces. Fucking fucking fuck fuck. Let me see what else I could come up with. Let's see here. Uh, all right, let me see here. I'm looking at JLA Avengers by Kurt Busiek and George Perez. Okay. I'll be Plastic Man. I will be Plastic Man. They have not done that. Plastic Man. Right? It's Plastic Man, right? Yeah, because there's Elastic uh, Guy or some shit, but... Yeah, I'll be Plastic Man. I would cast myself as Plastic Man. And I am going to, uh, you know, I'm going to stick with that, you know. Even though that question gave me... Uh, Emotional damage! <laughs> uh, last question and topic from Two Cheesecakes. I know you aren't a big horror guy. But favorite horror film? Uh, American Werewolf in Paris? Is that the one? Because the first one is American Werewolf in London. So yeah, American Werewolf in Paris. That was one I... I, I, I don't know if it's considered horror horror. But uh, I would... I would have to lean towards that one. Uh, a, a good solid second would be Night of the Living Dead or Return of the Living Dead, the, the comedy-ish one. Oh no, Rick and Marty, she's shitting in. You know, that kind of shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think uh, that one, um, you know, it's a comedy horror, but... Uh, yeah, American Werewolf in Paris, I think, uh, would have to be my favorite horror film. I don't know if it's considered by you horror fanatics horror, but that, that's that's mine. All right, moving on. Thank you so much, Two Cheesecakes. Appreciate it. So very much. So very much. Uh, Social Mogo, since so many franchises end up with sequels and reboots becoming so different from what made the original film special, what series would you want to see scrap everything else and do a direct sequel to the original that's a different direction to what's been done with it? Huh. See, they tried that with, uh, Superman Returns. Uh, that was like a direct sequel to Superman 2. Um, and I believe this question comes from a topic from earlier, uh, that I think we both, uh, made a comment on about Terminator. How the film went from thri sci-fi thriller horror thing, or suspense... And then completely did like, I, I don't want to say a 180, but became an action adventure film and a sci-fi action adventure film. 
with T2 and then T3 and T4, T5, T6, T7, T8, T9. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but, um, hmm. Good. Good. Question. Very good question. Um, since so many franchises end up with sequels and reboots becoming so different from what made the original film special, what series would you want to see scrap everything else and do a direct sequel to the original that's a different direction to what's been done with it? See, there's not a whole... See, and that's also also the Fast movies. Even though I've never seen them, I know of them. I've not seen not a single Fast and Furious movie to this day. Uh, Fast and Furious, if it's on TV, I always catch it at the end when they're racing the train or some shit. And uh, Vin Diesel gets away or whatever the fuck. And Too Fast, Too Furious, I always catch it like when there's a bunch of cars coming out of that little garage scene or whatever the fuck and I've never seen anything else beyond that and I never stay with it so that's kind of also the same thing to Fast and the Furious was about uh what uh a car thing but it just came and they all became like now they're up to Fast X and they're all spies slash unkillable people <laughs> who go into space in automobiles. Um, hmm. What? Well, for 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 argument's sake, and it's the most recent thing that that's come to mind. I would have to say Terminator. Go back to doing suspense thriller things. You know? Because that's what it was all about. It was about the chase of this unstoppable killer. Oh, well, unstoppable killing machine. You know? It's, uh... And it had horror elements because you would think he was dead and he'd just come back again. And, you know, it was, it was um, very much what if Jason was a robot, you know. So I guess I would have to say the Terminator franchise should go back and do a direct sequel to the first one. Have it be... Now, she I don't want her to be pregnant at this point at that point because I, I she was pregnant at the end of Terminator. But go uh I think go back to just Sarah Connor trying to survive this killing machine type thing, the character type thing. Um she takes uh whatever skills She's learned from certain, because uh, if memory serves me right, she doesn't put, uh, he's only put into foster care after she's arrested for doing something stupid. 
something or other. And she's put in an insane asylum or some shit. So, and by the time we get to T2, he's, what, 13, 14? Go back to baby or little kid ter- uh, uh, John Connor type shit. Have a mother and son trying to survive a killing machine. And don't bring in a hero killing machine that's, you know, been reprogrammed and shit. Because I had to be the hero in the second film. That was my idea. I I didn't want to be the the villain. You know, keep coming back as the villain. You're a fucking choir boy compared to me. A choir boy. So, uh, why did I keep going? <laughs> so, yeah, go back to the sus- the suspense, like, jump scare type shits of Terminator. I would, I would, I would, uh, let's go with that. You know, don't go all superhero uh, sci-fi adventure. Stick to the suspense thriller aspect of it. You know, I didn't, I don't think it was meant to become an action adventure film. You know, but that's, I guess, what it turned out to be for part two. And I guess since that made so much money, they said, let's just keep going with this formula. And and that's probably when uh, James Cameron said that wasn't where I was trying to go with this. But okay, you guys have fun with that. I'll come, you know, I'll come back when you're fucking... At wit's end. Um, but yeah, I would, I, 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 I'd save Terminator franchise. That's that's the one I would do. Thank you so much, Social Mogul, for that one. Uh, um, uh, let's uh, let's go with Eddie Steak. What are some Superman villains that haven't been used in a live action movie that you'd like to see in James Gunn's Superman? Parasite, or Brainiac, or both. Ooh, you could speak in, no, no. See, my thought went to Metallo, because again, I'm still thinking about Terminator, so bring in a machine thing, but with a heart of kryptonite. Nah. Very cliche, if you ask me. A very cliche move. I would want... uh, What are some Superman villains? Oh, well, it's plural, right? That's plural? uh, Plural, yeah, plural. Which Superman villains? I would say Parasite. And... um, Brainiac. I would want to see in Superman Legacy. It all does look like Super uh, Brainiac will be the villain of Superman Legacy, but I don't know if that's one hundred percent. That could just be a rumor that's going around. But uh, yeah, um, and Parasite—he's an interesting character. Um, having uh, perhaps he could be something that Brainiac created, and six. On Superman at some point in the movie or in the story. And he sucks on... (laughs) He sucks on... (laughs) 
uh, he, uh, he siphons energy and power from Superman. You know, weakening him, making him more vulnerable. You know, that's something we don't see in Superman films because he is this all-powerful character. But uh, a character like Parasite could even the playing field uh, in a sense, you know. So those are my two choices, Brainiac and uh, Parasite. But hell, let's throw in, just for the fuck of it, hell, I'd like to see Lobo too. Lobo, Livewire. Toy Man? Toy Man would be interesting. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. If it it doesn't have to be James Gunn's Superman Legacy, I'd want a full-on Superman versus Bizarro movie. You can stretch out a whole... You could do you could start the movie with uh regular Clark Kent doing something and then uh you know doing a news story or uh, being in the Daily Planet or some shit and then all of a sudden Superman saves the day somewhere it's on the news or some shit something's going on in some country and Ooh, something's going on live in some country and Americans or innocent people are in danger. He gets up to go through his Superman ship, but then Superman shows up. And he's like, say what now? Like, uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh. I don't think so. I told you. What did I tell you? Didn't I tell you? Because I told you. Mm-hmm. And when did I tell you? A long time ago. And what did I say will happen when I told you? Exactly what just happened. And, <laughs> and um, he could just be like, nah, what? And so you have this little story of not identity crisis, but like you have this like him trying to uncover the mystery of who's this other Superman. And then, like, before you even get to the middle of the film, you have this other Superman who has, a, I guess you can say, an identity crisis because he doesn't know. He, he comes face to face with another Superman and he thinks he's the clone and he turns out to be the clone. And then his genetics start fucking fucking up and shit. And he eventually, towards the end of the film, he becomes Bizarro. And then you have Bizarro go on a little journey. And then you have Superman go on a, like, a, a journey with him. Like, you can tell a whole... You could t- you could stretch out a Bizarro story within a two-hour film. I, I honestly believe that can happen. If, you know, told right. And with the right, you know, with the right story. But, uh, yeah, that would be my choices, 
you know, if James Gunn did a Superman sequel, I would like to see Bizarro. But the Superman legacy should be Brainiac. Introduce Supergirl, Sasha Kale, or Sarah Kale, or... See... Excuse me, this goes back to... Uh, let me get some water. This goes back to a story I came up with way back when. When I did uh, what if uh, what if I set up the DC universe, and in it I had Brainiac come to Earth under false pretenses, saying like uh, I come in peace type shit, and with him he brings Power Girl instead of Supergirl. We bring in Power Girl, and. As a bargaining chip to keep her in line, he has the bottled city of Candor. Uh, so he's like, "Hey, Kalel, I have your cousin. We're all good friends here and shit. You know that kind of false pretenses type shit." Then Superman uncovers the truth, and he has to end up fighting Power Girl because not she's under she's not under mind control. She's just being held hostage because he's like, Brainiac has the lost city of Kandor, the bottled city of Kandor. And that's their last bit of home of Krypton and shit. So, or, yeah, Krypton or whatever the fuck. Or as uh, Marlon Brando said, Krypton. <laughs> Could you? <laughs> the lost city of Krypton. Krypton, Marlon. Krypton. 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 Um, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. So yeah, I, I I would. That's how I would put in bring in Brainiac, but he he clearly has another idea for Supergirl and what he wants to do with Supergirl. And I don't even know if he wants to bring in Power Girl at any point in time. But that's what I would have done. Is brought in Power Girl, the bottled city of Candor, and all that shit. But, uh, again, that's neither here nor there, but those are my ideas. Brainiac, Parasite, fucking Lobo, if we wanted to, and Bizarro. Those are some villains that I'd throw in, into the mix. Somewhere within the... If it's not in James Gunn's Superman Legacy, maybe it's in Part 2, Legacy 2, whatever the fuck. But, yeah. Uh, thank you, Eddie, for that. I appreciate it. Uh, Cameron... Hashtag keep Marvel TV canon. Uh, are you excited to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem when it is released in August? What were your thoughts on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles films from 2014 and the sequel Out of the Shadows that Michael Bay produced? Uh, am I excited to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem? Sure. Um, yeah, like, why not? Um... I am a Ninja Turtles fan. Mutant Mayhem looks very interesting. The art style is very reminiscent of uh, uh, Into the Spider-Verse. And uh, it looks funny. It looks interesting. It looks like it's a fresh take, kind of, on uh, the universe. And the voice cast. The voice cast sounds amazing uh, within uh, this movie. Uh, not much is known 
Uh, we only had like a teaser trailer. So again, it's coming in August. So we won't get a full-blown trailer within the next month or so. So there's much to look forward to in, in uh, Mutant Mayhem. And what were my thoughts on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film from 2014 and the sequel Out of the Shadows? All right, how much time you got? Uh, all right. Well, holy shit, I've been droning on. I was on Twitter for the moment, so now I see the clock. 40 minutes and 43 seconds. 44 seconds. 45 seconds. Uh, I'm wasting time. Um... They were going to completely fucking shoot themselves in the fucking foot by making Shredder a white guy. So with quick reshoots, they put some Asian guy with scars on his face in the shadows and made him the Shredder while somehow reworking the film so that it doesn't make it the white guy as Shredder. So just by the fact that they were going to make a white guy shredder told you where their Michael Bay's ass head was in his ass. Um, the visual effects was very fun for me in that first film, uh, mainly because of the turtles. They looked like mutant turtles, you know, it was like a, it was a, a step up from people in suits and animatronic heads. Um, so that, it was exciting to see a new look for them. Uh, would I say it's my favorite look? Probably not, but it's, it's up there that it's better than, uh, not better, because for some reason that first original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie still holds up for me, uh, especially with the animatronics and shit and the puppetry. But, um, to be honest, I don't remember much of the first film. It was very Michael Bay-ish. Uh, even though he didn't direct it, I think, right? He didn't direct the first... Did he direct the first Ninja Turtles movie? <sighs> Should I do research? Do it. Okay, Palpatine, I'll do it. Jeez, the fucking wheeze. Um, let me see. Uh, TMNT. That's out of the shadows. Uh, I don't think he... Stephen Amell as Casey Jones. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, I didn't really see much chemistry between... Him and and Megan Fox. Um, let me see. Uh, TMNT twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Uh, 
Let me see something. Uh, director. Okay, Jonathan Liebsman was the director of the 2014 movie. Which one was the next one? Was 2016? Director. Oh, he did both. Okay. All right. I don't know. He, they just, it just felt very Michael Bayish. A lot of flash, no substance. The second one tried to be a little more different, but again, it's all very much flash, and it's like Michael Bay did like backseat directing. Uh, and, you know, and said, "Hey, do it like this. Do it like that. Do it like this. Okay, do the camera like that. Yeah, no, do it like that." Okay, have the camera spin around this character in slow motion as they look on into the distance dramatically. Have things blow up for no fucking reason whatsoever. Um, that ice cream truck that has no fucking need, no TNT in it, explodes <laughs> on contact with that baby stroller. You know, just <laughs> pyrotechnics for no fucking reason. And the Kang Krang Kang Krang alien was interesting. Uh, I, in all honesty, not a super duper fan of the 2014 and 2016 um, um, Ninja Turtles movies. Perhaps if I was to watch them again with a fresh. Uh, look, like, listen, if Cameron, if you're a subscriber for $1.99 a month and you suggested that we watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I would watch it and give my review on it right then. It, well, after the fact, uh, but I don't see, I don't, I don't have a need or uh, a want to watch those movies again, but, um, I don't know. I, I'm not a super fan of it. I am excited for the cartoon that's coming out, Mutant Mayhem. I like the. I did like Bebop and Rocksteady, and uh, Out of the Shadows. I thought that was fun and funny, and interesting, and a, a, a very good uh, direction for the film. All right, we're 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 uh, we're approaching a very certain amount of time, so we're gonna go through. Uh, Brian O'Kurt as El Teco. Uh, Dugas Kirk and Terry Cahill, if they got into a fight over the last beer, who would win? Starting off point, they both have had two six-packs and an ounce of pot. Don't know who any, either of these gentlemen are. <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, Dugas Kirk said he can have the beer, I'll be rolling. Uh... I guess I would say there's no need to fight. We can all have more beer and more pot. It's okay. You know, we'll all just sit around drinking beer, smoking pot, and sharing a nice laugh. Uh, a good laugh. Uh, thank you, Brian O'Kurt. Thank you, Cameron. Thank you, Eddie Steak. 
Thank you, Social Mogo. Uh, two cheesecakes. Thank you guys so very much. Execute order 66. And... <laughs> Um, thank you guys so much. I'm running out of time. That's been episode 61. Hope you enjoyed the news. Hope you enjoyed the noises. Hope you enjoyed the Twitter topics and the answers. I know I did enjoy the topics. Thank you so much for making this a show. Uh, I really appreciate uh, the participation. Thank you to my subscribers out there. Uh, there's four of you now. Hope to make that grow soon. Uh, real quick, I am going to post uh, some graphic novels on Twitter and have you guys vote on which one I will read and then do a subscribers-only review on. So I, I won't make it just that subscribers can vote on it, but anybody can vote and you guys let me know which one it is. I still will do... Uh, look, as right now, well, not right now, but when I get off the air, I am going to uh, rent League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and I will do the uh, movie commentary track very soon, as as soon as I can, as soon as I get some real good downtime, uh, start a new job, won't get into it, but it's it's very time-consuming. This schedule is um, killing me slowly but surely on the inside and outside. Uh, <laughs> it's not. But uh, it just feels like it, you know. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Um, I'd rather do that. Uh, that's going to be the show, folks. Um, thank you all so much uh, for listening. Uh, thank you for the Twitter topics. And remember... You're a fucking choir boy compared to me! A choir boy! And until next time, folks. Peace out.